Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com I wanted to just continue on from our little jingle there and make it my own, but we'll try again another time because that was crap. So, <laughs> Jem, have you got anything to offer in terms of jingle time? My jingle is the intro and outro that we already have, so good. I'm being lame. That's good. That's what I thought it should be. <laughs> How are you, Jem? It's been an, another awesome week of footy, two awesome weeks to go, and then finals, my lord. AFLM starting this weekend as well, so a lot's on in the footy world. How are you feeling? A little bit overwhelmed, but (laughs) very excited because we, again, we won't go into too much detail on it, but we've both found out that we're doing something very cool next weekend as well. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on. We just need to find uh, some way to fit it all into 24 hours in a day, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the hard part. We've we've got calendars and stuff, but sometimes they don't work. You know, you just chuck them out (laughs) in the end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm good. I'm very excited for this weekend of footy because there's a massive, massive game to round out round eight that will have me heartbroken either way, let's be honest. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that one. We'll we'll go in. Should we go backwards for once and maybe go from Sunday to Friday if you want to get get that game out of the way? Let's end with my heartbreak instead of start with it. End with your heartbreak. (laughs) We'll, we'll, We'll get you revved up for that one. But to warm us up, I suppose, and to get us involved and and excited for the AFLW round to come, it's Gold Coast versus Carlton. They're finally back at Metricon Stadium. The Blues are travelling with them as well. It's going to be at Friday at 4.10 Australian Eastern Standard Time or 5.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Obviously, with men's footy back this week, they don't quite get the primetime spots anymore that we'd love them to have. But it's okay. We still encourage you all to watch. There's always on-demand stuff as well that you can watch. So, yeah, good game to watch. And... Clean in close is going to be the trend for both these teams. They're both pretty clean when it does come um, when the ball is in close. But on the outside, I think you've said this about Carlton especially, is where they really struggle. Yeah, so the thing that Carlton did really well against Frio and almost got the win against them was that in close handballing game and also the ability to withstand pressure 
on that inside game as well. So it wasn't just withstanding the pressure. It wasn't just clean handball. It was the combination of both. And the Suns are a really good pressure team. They have been since they entered the competition. So if, if Carlton can play that style of game to the standard that they did on Sunday against the Suns, I think they will control this game. But they need to do that again. They can't let those standards drop like they did for those three minutes. Um, that did really kind of put a nail in the coffin for them. If they can do that for the bulk of this game against the Suns, they will win it. Mm. And there's a different trend, I suppose. In the midfield, they're both kind of cleaning close, like you mentioned, but scoring's where they kind of differ. I think Carlton's had a benefit of a bit more scoring. The Suns have obviously really struggled this year, but mm. is what are, you, what, are you, what are you predicting for this game? I mean, it's going to be at Metricon, so it might actually favour the Suns, who knows? But yeah, different trends for scoring this year for both teams. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And scoring is a bit of a theme of the previews today because we have a really good sample size now of what the scoring looks at like compared to last season because we've had seven games from each side now. So that is why I've included it quite a bit today. So apologies if that becomes a boring trend. But the Blues, we talk about them this year that they've struggled, that they're not as good as they were last year, all this sort of stuff. But it's interesting to note that they have, in fact, increased their average score from last year. Um, that has come through more accuracy at goal. They're not creating more shots, but they're being more efficient when they have them. So that's the thing that if you're the Suns, you want to play a little bit like the Brisbane defense where it forces you wide, forces your shots more difficult so that they're not making the most of those shots. That would be the way you'd have to play this Carlton forward line. The Suns, however their average score has actually dropped by a goal this year as compared to last year. So they have kind of dropped that away and then the score against has risen dramatically. So the Suns, you're seeing a much larger disparity than you did than you are for Carlton. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that's a, that's a really great summary of how to play the Blues. I think outside, like you said, you've been banging on about it all year. That's where they really struggle. So I think some teams have really nailed it, some teams haven't. And Carlton nearly got the win over Freya last week, so Freya kind of did nail it in the end. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess a tale of kind of inside versus outside. What are, you, what are you predicting, I suppose, for tips in this game? I'm going with the Blues by 30 points in this one. What about you? I'm going to go the Blues as well. I'm going to say 15 points. Okay. A bit more conservative. Maybe because I'm a Carlton supporter as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> and that's just the belief with teams, isn't it? And you will talk, we'll touch on Melbourne as well because they did obviously get a massive win over the weekend. We'll touch on them a bit later. <laughs> Gem is yep. slightly happy that, that they won, but also slightly unhappy that she didn't tip them. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> Tail. Oh, God. Um, it's also th- this round four. Four of the seven games are matchups we have never seen in AFLW before as well, and this is one of them. Gold Coast and Carlton never played each other so, before. I thought so, yeah. It just didn't sound a very familiar fixture, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, the next one we can look forward to as well is Geelong versus the Giants. That's at Saturday at 1.10, Australian East and Daylight Savings Time at GMHBA Stadium. The Cats, geez, they let themselves down last week. How are they going to bounce back? That was really disappointing against West Coast, it must be said. Yeah, you. if you're a Geelong fan or part of that coaching panel, you're looking for the little things to be improved. So you're looking for repeat efforts. So not dropping your head if you've missed one tackle, yeah. trying to get to the next contest or, you know, doing the things for your teammates like shepherding or putting a block on for your teammate. Those are things they just didn't do against the Eagles and they're things that the Eagles did really well. And that's what created that game for the Eagles. I mean, their high score in AFLW history, but also the highest score of the round. 
They scored more yeah, than any true, other team. Yeah. So Geelong, it's a big, it's a big hill to climb now from that, especially off the back of something that, you know, you thought there was improvement in that Carlton game the week before. They need to get the small things right, and doing those things will bridge that gap a little bit. But it it all comes down to individual players willingness to do those things because you know there's a handful that did consistently but there's a lot of them that as soon as they ran past the contest they weren't going to bother to try to run back to it and that I think is the thing that needs to change for Geelong yeah I think you can tell from their body language they just look a bit bit flat and that comes you know with having a winless season that's that stuff comes it's very hard to stay and travelling to WA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very hard to stay optimistic. Monday night, Monday night, Monday after, I don't know what yeah. we call it, Twilight game. Yeah, so that's a hard time slot too. So, yeah, there's there's things that they that certainly aren't in their favour. But, yeah, it's just this level. you just got to step up, don't you? It's an easier loss to take if those things aren't so apparent yeah, on the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, if we can't tell as spectators, then it's good. But because we can, if we can tell from the sidelines that it's not looking good, then... Yeah, there's probably some issues there. And there's also some issues for the Giants. We're not going to let them go easy no. as well. Um, I, I must admit, I love seeing Beck Privatelli in fine form. I love seeing her take a couple of grabs and kick a couple of goals or a few goals last week, if you want to use collective nouns properly. A few goals last <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, I want to see it more often from her. And I think that's what you want to see as well. Not only from Beck Privatelli, but from Staunton, you know, Zrika as well. Like a lot of their forwards just aren't hitting the scoreboard as consistently as we like. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest knock on the Giants game right now is yeah. the consistency of their forward line. They can do so much right, but once the ball gets forward, what is happening? And we saw both Staunton and Privatelli kick three goals each last week in wet weather. Yeah. If they can do that in wet weather, like, like, and we're not just talking it's wet, it was a monsoon. If they can do that there, there's no reason they can't perform similarly in the dry. You don't expect them to come out and kick three goals every week, mm. but between them you want a couple of goals each week because they are the key tent poles of that forward line. And if they're not able to do that consistently, you're relying very heavily on your midfielders getting forward and you're asking a lot of them. So I think this is the thing, this is the chance for the Giants forwards to step up a second week in a row and show that they can provide that consistency. I like that tent pole analogy. <laughs> I say it a lot. Tentpoles of the forward line. I don't mind that at all. And so, what's the ten itself then? (laughs) The team. The team. I like it. (laughs) Amazing. I'm just learning more and more. Collective (laughs) collective nouns, analogies, metaphors. We don't just do footy here. We do grammar. (laughs) If you hate English, don't listen to us because we're all about it here on the play on preview. But we do got to get back to footy. Just get me back on track when I do this stuff, Gemma. I've told I you. think it's very I've told amusing. You. <laughs> I think it's amusing. Who are you, Timmy? Because I, 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 I kind of lean towards the Giants, obviously, because that big win against the Saints. But what's the margin here? Like, I think it's hard to predict with the Giants. That win, that win against the Kilda is putting me off. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I'll go about 15 points. Mm. I do anticipate we see an improvement again from Geelong, but not enough to give them the win. Um but, yeah, the Giants, I think everything hinges on that forward line. What about you? Yeah, I'm going the Giants by 10. Like I said, that I wasn't expecting them to win against the Saints. I should have, and, and we probably, we both should have. I think we both tipped the Saints. I don't think we knew that. it was going to be a monsoon, though. Yeah, exactly. The, the conditions always tell a tale. But, yeah, even so, like with the monsoon, I thought the Giants, because they have a bit of a taller team, would have well, 
I guess it's a taller team. Maybe they kind of have the same kind of tallness, but yeah, either way, they, they probably have, would have They struggled. have the experience in that weather, though, hey. Oh, yeah. That the, we the probably should have games. thought about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, absolutely, absolutely. Well, hopefully it won't be Monsoon in Victoria Park, but you know, then again, it's <laughs> Melbourne, so it could be anything. That take, that's taking place it's on Saturday at 110 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I think that's. I think it's going to be 27 degrees and nice sunny weather. So, Oh, that sounds horrible. Thanks, Jane Bunn. <laughs> and speaking of Jane Bunn, St Kilda supporter, her Saints are going up against Collingwood. So, I don't know. I'm really just – I'm just trying to segue everything I can into no, this podcast. Great. I love that. That was brilliant. You have to – we need to leave that in. Yeah, I think it's, pretty, I think it's a bit of fun. <laughs> but I think – um, it, it's a telling game for the Pies. Obviously, they had their first loss of the year on the weekend and their, what was supposed to be their first time travelling ended up being an, yet another home game for them. So um, this season's played in their favour. But I think the biggest thing we've learned, even even with them winning, you know, they're, they're one of the dominant teams, but even when they're losing, they're still not out of it. Yeah, so we do have to give the caveat to their season, the fact they haven't even played outside of Melbourne. Yeah. Little, like, not even just outside of Victoria, outside of Melbourne. They haven't even gone to Geelong or anything like that. Yeah, so that has to be considered. If we're talking about that when we're talking about Frio's wins or Brisbane's wins, it has to be considered when you talk about Collingwood's wins as well. So I just mm-hmm. want to mention that. Not disparagingly, just it's a factor. Yeah, it's a, and it's a fact, full stop. And it's outside <laughs> of the players' control yeah. as well. So it's not like an attack at the players. It's just reality of the situation. And but, sometimes outside of the AFL's control in instances. Like they were, they did put them in Brisbane, yeah, but then COVID exactly, happened. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're never out of it. So we saw they would down by two and a half goals at three-quarter time. They'd really struggled to score. And Brianna Davey was effectively being played out of that game yeah. by Cathy Spark. Really good by her. But they pushed and they got those two late goals to get it within a, within one kick. And this is what the great teams do is that even, even if they're down, they're not out. Mm. And this is what made Frio such a great team last year and and, and again this year. Team, yeah. And the one time Frio didn't do that was when Brisbane beat them. So... That is the thing that stands out about Collingwood as compared to previous Collingwood sides that have won a couple of games is Collingwood, even to the final siren, aren't it, you never feel comfortable if they're behind. And I think that is something St Kilda really need to keep in their minds coming up against Collingwood is you have to play a four-quarter game or you're going to be punished. Mm, for sure. And I think you mentioned Brianna Davey before how I suppose how filthy she'd be about playing, being played out of that game by Kathy Zwar. Great, great game by her, by the way. Um, but yeah, she'd definitely be wanting revenge against the Saints. And unfortunately, the Saints just don't have the caliber to match unfortunately, the Davy, the Benici, the Lamberts, you know, of the team. So how are they going to go about it? Especially um, with, with um, Vesely ruled out for the season mm. as well. Rosie Dillon's gone too. So how are they going to match it? Yeah, so just before we recorded this, there was news out of the Saints that so Rosie Dillon is a chance to play this weekend now. Oh, beautiful. So that, that's a plus. There you go. But again, it's still a massive mountain to climb against, you know, the combination, that trio of Davey, Benici and Lambert, they yeah. complement each other so well. And especially Dylan's coming off, you know, no no game time at all, basically, and now having to come up against probably the best, one of the best midfields in the comp. That's pretty hard. Absolutely. And this is the thing. We couldn't say enough good things about Georgia Petrugios and Tiana Smith. Oh, yeah. Amazing players, first and second year players. They're, they're tough, 
but they're not a Brianna. Like, they're not going to be able to tackle a Brianna Davy to the ground. And, you know, that's why you need a Rosie Dillon in there. Mm. But that combination, I think, won't quite cut it against, as it stands right now, um, it won't cut it against three really experienced players in very good form. And I think that is where the Saints are really going to struggle and they need to be responsive on the outside of those contests. And I don't know that that's going to happen enough for them to get over the line. So that means you're probably going to tip the pies, but how much? (laughs) I'm tipping them by 40. Um, Yeah. I think the Saints are just kind of limping to the end of the season. They've not been a disappointment in any way yeah but you know you can only do things within your control and a combination of a number of things has meant the saints are struggling a little bit come season's end so it's not yeah it's not trying to speak negatively about the saints it's more you expect collingwood to bounce back pretty strongly this week yeah i'm certainly expecting them to bounce back pretty strongly as well I'm I'm tipping pretty conservatively this week. I don't know if it's going to benefit me or not. I'm going to tip them by thirty. So conservatively, um, it's not conservatively. It's conservatively compared to you. I missed forty points over here. Just a I'm five tipping, goal margin. I'm tipping less than you is what I'm trying to say. So I don't know how that's going to favour me, but we'll see how I go in the next games. Because by the way, I just kind of look at the games and tip on the spot. Gemma's got them like from Monday. Like I'm ready to tip. I'm ready to go. So. <laughs> See what happens. See, our tipping change is very different. Let's see how they go in this game. Brisbane and North Melbourne. This is going to be an awesome game. It's Saturday at 4.10 Australian Eastern Standard Time or 5.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. It's slated to be at the Gabba, but with the Queensland COVID situation, it could change after we record. I'm not sure. I hope it doesn't. It's also... (laughs) A double header with the men's. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But yeah, hopefully <laughs> the Lions finally get another home game. Is this going to play into their favour? So it's interesting to note that, um, you know, Craig Sarsovich in his press conference talking about they're the first team to be on the road three weeks in a row and win Crazy. all three and incredible. Yeah. But also... Such an underdog team. It's awesome. Also that the last home game they played was their only loss for the year. Mm. against Adelaide. So that's just something in the back of your head. Again, this is another first-time matchup as well, and it's two strong teams, so that's exciting. First time, wow. That's true, actually. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Damn. Yeah, told you there were four. (laughs) Count them up, people. (laughs) So what's going to be interesting in this game is they're both both really strong around the field, but I guess where they excel is Brisbane's defence is where they really excel, and North Melbourne's attack is where they really excel. So it's really going to be a really head-to-head battle between these two teams. How do you see it playing out? So I should note that in the in the preparation notes I gave to you... I have lots of stats to talk about here, <laughs> is what she wrote. So in, in, I'm just going to sit back and you kind of take the lead here. In bold and italics. Well. I know. Yeah, so I haven't actually given Julia everything um, for this one. But I ha- well, again, back to this scoring thing that I mentioned at the top of the episode is... Brisbane is still conceding the lowest scoring accuracy of any side this season. Oh, the stats back. Yes, I love it. <laughs> this is one of my favourite stats, Jim. Um, 21% now. So when we last spoke about it, it was, was 19. 19. Yes, I remember. Yes, yes. <laughs> now it's 21. North Melbourne's conceding at 48%, which is still you know pretty reasonable. But mm. it's important to highlight how strong Brisbane's defence is in forcing that inaccuracy. Yeah. Um, the setup of Brisbane's defence combined with the pressure that they apply to a lot of the scoring shots, it limits the efficacy of them. So that that's going to be key here. 
North Melbourne's average – this is all the stats that I'm going to reel off now. Love it. North Melbourne's average score this year is 47 points, which is the second most in the competition. Brisbane's average score this year is 45.57, which is the third most in the competition this Two year. Two decimal yes, points. Yes, I left Thank them you. in for you. Very good. Carry on. Um, so they're number two and three for scoring in the comp this year. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Still, weirdly, Adelaide is number one even after their 15 points against Melbourne on the weekend. So that that tells you something. Uh, And then conceding. North Melbourne is conceding an average of 28.86 points a game, which is fifth in the competition. So quite good. But then you look at Brisbane, Brisbane are conceding an average of 20.29 points a game, which is second least in the competition. Whoa. So mm. I think that battle tells us a lot. Heaps, right? About how this is going to play out. So I anticipate, and this is what I said ahead of the Frio Brisbane game as well, I anticipate North Melbourne to generate generate attack they're not going to be stuck in their back half the whole time, but it's not going to be as effective as we've seen them in the past. Whereas Brisbane, they know how to generate that attack. Um, I think they will make more of it than maybe what North will in this game. And for that reason, I'm tipping Brisbane. By how much? Five points. Ooh, see, I'm going to go the other way. I don't know. I just have a, I have a feeling, one, that the game will be moved. Okay. And two, that that I think Brisbane, that three weeks of travel is really going to kick okay. in. So I reckon it's going to be north by five. Okay. We'll see, though. I mean, you never know. <laughs> I mean, I you we both have different reasons for tipping different teams. It's good. It's it makes good. it interesting. It's fun. And speaking of fun, by the way, I saw – I spoke to Jen before this, before the podcast. I just had to get it off my chest because it's really just, like, not made me happy. As I, and I'm normally coming to this podcast really happy, really up and about. But – I saw um, Dylan Dylan Buckley's podcast, Dylan Friends. Like I know it's like a really high rating podcast. Whatever, that's fine. You can have all you can have what you want there, but 
He did, he stole my catchphrase, guys, and you know what I say. You you know I always say that we love footy and we love fun. Well, if you go to Dylan Bucker's Instagram, and I'm not recommending you do because it's, it's all trash because we've got the better Instagram, let's be honest. <laughs> he said in his preview with his footy friends or whatever he calls it that we love footy and we love fun. Like, I say that. We say that. We're the ones who love footy and love fun. It's not very fair that he gets to say that. I mean... Like, I know that the charts, you know, think, oh, yeah, I'm number one. I could say whatever I want. But still, copyright, mate. PTYLTD, play on Radio Melb. Just just to let you know. Just, I know. But I guess what I can take from that is that he listens to our podcast, which is pretty cool. He just <laughs> he just stole something and just didn't give us credit. So next time, bro, just give us some credit and, yeah, we'll love you. So, yeah, that's off my chest now. Thanks, Jim. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I liked Julia. Maybe we need a segment each week that's Julia's rant about something. No, I, I never do rant. And then well, I don't. I don't know. I just. I like that we both like footy. We both like fun. But just like, <laughs> just some credit, you know. Like, Dil, I think the way Dill could have gone about it is, oh, we love footy. We love fun here. So does Jules and Jem on the play on preview. That would have been absolutely perfect. Like I reckon that was. That was what would have been the cherry on top, but I'm glad to see we all like footy and we all like fun. We just we just more like the women's footy. That's more fun. I should note quietly. that my face hurts from laughing right now. <laughs> That's about as angry as you'll see me, folks. I was still laughing while I was saying it, but it was like it was sort of angry. I don't know. I'm expressing new emotions. <laughs> it's that time of the month. I anyway, did, I Richmond did West Coast, Gemma. Video. <laughs> well, no. What were you gonna say? And I just, I did video you doing oh, that yeah. rant, so I've got, I'll post that on no, social media somewhere. No, we're going to be talking about Richmond and West Coast instead. That's much more fun. Sunday at 12.40, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at Punt Road or the Swinburne Centre. Depends sold out already? You want to go with. Exactly, sold out already. Swinburne Centre has a habit of selling out. It's been awesome by the Richmond fans, it must be said. So good on them. But yeah, before Monday... This seemed like a pretty easy win for Richmond. They've been absolutely... They've been one of the informed teams, it must be said, of the AFLW. But West Coast, with that massive win over the Cats, their highest score ever. Yep. And, and the, the highest, highest of, the round. of the round as yep. well. Um, yeah, now it's going to look like a bit of a close game. So, I wrote this and note... is this the first time they played each other? It is. Yeah. Because yes. I think we were calling for that game last season when they first got in the comp, but we didn't Correct. get it. So, yeah. This is it. Um, when I wrote these notes... I didn't think that Emma Swanson had anything to worry about mm. with that bump on Georgie two Rankin. Weeks is massive. She got two weeks and they also just accepted it. They haven't even contested it. Yeah. So there's something very strange happening there. Because consensus seems to be that it was a regulation bump. I, I mean, looking at the footage, it doesn't look like she got her in the head. It was just a bump and yeah. it was within so the Georgie five metres. Georgie Rankin wasn't even injured, was she? Well, she got helped off the field, but it wasn't. Yeah, but- she's not. She's concussed not, and out for the... She's not missing this week as, as far as we know. Yeah, it's very odd because you'd think West Coast would at least contest it given yeah. it was two weeks and that means Swanson is out for the remainder of the season. So, yeah, I I just think that's quite strange. And also quite strange that they, de- they do tend to judge penalties. Like, if they judge penalties really harshly in AFLWA, I think. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but, yeah, two weeks is, is a lot more of a heavy section than is in the men's, so... It might be two weeks in a men's game, but for women's game, you have to kind of scale it back a bit differently. I don't even know if it would be two weeks in yeah, a men's yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was. It's there's a lot. Of, there's something strange about it that I can't fishy. quite put my finger on. Yeah, but we'll see. Hey, Eagles without Swanson, how are they going to go against the Tigers? 
no Swanson, no Hooker. You know, a lot gets put on Ashley McCarthy now in that midfield. Mm. Um, and where does Amara Cameron play? Midfield, forward? That's the question as well. Because after her performance kicking three goals in a quarter... Yeah, it's like, why do, do we you, sit her there? Yeah, um, but they've got to get the ball to her. So yeah. it's a it's a big question for Daniel Pratt. But I think the thing that stood out last week for both sides was they were finally making use of a key asset they have in a really positive way. So Richmond finally made use of that tall marking forward line. They took, I think, 11 marks inside 50 and you know, were delivering it forward in a way that utilised those assets to the best they could and they got a massive win from it. And then you look at the Eagles, they've got that speed and that run so they finally were using that with, you know, their three Irish players and then a few others like Bella Lewis coming through and Michaela Bowen getting that run and carry. They were finally doing that. That was something we haven't seen them do a lot of so far this season, but you know they're capable of it. So I'd love to see them go in all guns blazing, just trying to continue that kind of form, knowing that they can and knowing that they have the assets to do so. And I also am loving the idea of Chantella Pereira continuing the form she had last week against a tall marking forward line in Richmond's. Yeah, I think she was massive and it's good to see her playing well. I yeah. mean, I, I loved her playing for Hawthorne VFLW back in the day and I'm, I'm so glad she got a chance at AFLW level. So yeah, stoked for her. But um, yeah, I think what, what the Eagles and Tigers both did really well last week is they played to their strengths. And Absolutely. It's something they can continue to, to do this week. Do you think they will? And do you think um, who do you think it works in favour of? Because they've both got very different assets that can, that can work in their favour. I think the loss of Emma Swanson may be the straw that breaks the camel's back for West Coast because they have dealt with injuries so far this year and yeah. worked through them really well. Uh, I don't know that they can cover the loss of Emma Swanson now. So I'm going to go with Richmond. I've tipped them by 13, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a higher margin, bigger margin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tipping Richmond as well. I think in front of their fans, they'll they'll run right. Well, not so much right, but yeah, 20 points is my margin. So yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. In front of a sold out, sold out game, it must be said too. So we mm. love that. Yeah, we love it. Sell- we love footy. We love fun. We love sold out crowds. <laughs> Jill Buckley. <laughs> Julia's unhappy tonight. Fire up. I love it. No, I'm not unhappy. I'm happy. It's Adelaide versus Western Bulldogs. This is going to make me happy. We'll see because I'm a neutral supporter here. It's going to be a great game. It's mm-hmm. on Sunday, 3.40 Australian Central Standard Time, so local time. Or if you're over in the East, it's at 4.10 at Norwood Oval. Um, what's going to happen here? I mean, it's... Adelaide had a really disappointing loss against the D's last week for them. And you're smiling because you're so super happy and you can't <laughs> put an Adelaide hat on here. It's going to be very hard for you to talk about this match. But the Bulldogs, it's it's going to be just as crucial a game for them. I think the pressure, all the talk will be about Adelaide this week, but the pressure's on the Bulldogs too. They really can't switch off in this one because Adelaide are going to want revenge. Absolutely. Adelaide are going to come out and want to rectify what happened last week against Melbourne. I think they were... Um, Saying out coached is so harsh on the coach. Yeah. But I think Mixtonier came in with a strategy. Yeah. Yeah. The strategy that not only was going to work against Adelaide, but the players executed in the way that it needed to be executed. Mm. So Adelaide will come in and be very, I guess, filthy uh, that they allowed themselves to be played against like that. The dogs played well against North as well and they came within 11 points which I think was a bit closer than most people thought they would but the issue was when they had a lapse in concentration a five second lapse North Melbourne capitalized on it so the Ash Riddell goal was a really good example of that Mm. 
they just let their guard drop for that millisecond and they got scored against. So Adelaide is a team that will punish them maybe even harsher than what North Melbourne did. They cannot have a lapse in concentration for the four quarters. They have to be on the whole time. Otherwise, they will get punished. Yeah, and this isn't one of the first time they've met teams. This is the first time they met since 2019 teams. (laughs) And last time they met, it was Katie Brennan was still captaining the Bulldogs. So if you think about it, it has has been a while. Um, What happened last time they met? Yeah, so they last played each other, and this round is going to be relevant for the next game as well. Love it. They played each other in round one 2019. It was the only game that uh, Crows lost for the whole year, and then they went on that that. rampage for the rest of the season and just dominated for the rest. Um, The Dogs won 2-6-18 to 1-11-17, so it was inaccurate kicking that was the issue. Chloe Shear, it was her first game. She kicked the Adelaide's only goal. Yeah. Katie Brennan kicked both of the dogs' goals. So it's a really different makeup to each side now. Yeah. And I think, wasn't that when Lawrence, I think the record might now be broken, but Lawrence Spark got the record for intercept marks in that game. She's not there, so. Mm. Yeah. you. Uh, I think it was 13 and now yeah. Kate, Kate Luckins has it or something. I'll double yeah. check that. But the, the thing that each team generally does quite well is marks inside 50. They take those marks inside 50 to, to take those shots on goal. Adelaide took just one mark inside 50 last week against Melbourne. One. So that is a really oh. big indicator of shutting that game style down. Yeah. The Dogs took, I think, 10. No, they didn't capitalise on the kick 3-8. Yeah. So that will be another extra side note to this game is who can do that better in this game. I'm, I'm expecting it to be Adelaide because I think, yeah, the Dogs are a young side that do have those lapses that will allow Adelaide to get back into the style of game they want to be playing. Good. Wow. Well, I'm still I'm still flabbergasted by the one mark. <laughs> yeah. That's just throwing me off. <laughs> yeah. Melbourne had five. Yeah. Jeez, that's that's really interesting. So what does that mean in terms of this game? Who are you tipping? So I'm going to go Crows by 20. I think the home crowd advantage will play into the, their win as well. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to tip Adelaide as well. I think they're definitely going to be wanting revenge. And I'm going to go 15 points. Nice. Because, yeah, the Bulldogs are still a pretty good team. It's just yeah. the accuracy that tends to trouble them a lot. But yeah, the action, as I said, those laps in concentration. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just we'll see if we can fix them up. But Jim, get excited. <laughs> While I've been ranting on about Dill Buckley, you've been just licking your lips because this is the match of the round for you. It's Fremantle versus Melbourne. It's on Sunday, three ten Australian Western Standard Time, so local time. Or if you're over in the East, six ten Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at Fremantle Oval. Wow, we what a fortress for the Dockers. But Last year is kind of um, where this sort of, not so much rivalry, but where this kind of hunger for this game for you started. What kind of happened last year? Yeah, so they were actually twice meant to play one another. Yeah. Um, And the week that they were meant to play was when schedules changed. So round six of the, round seven, round yeah, round seven, sorry. <laughs> round seven when uh, they were meant to play each other and then it got changed to a final series instead, so that got moved. And then they were due to play each other in the final because they both won through and then the season ended. So two weeks in a row they were meant to come up against one another. They didn't. So now we're finally get And in the initial fixture this year, they weren't meant to play each other either. So yeah. this game, you know... It's, it's been a long time coming, It's been it? a long time coming. <laughs> but let's talk about... The last time they did play, as I said um, before, round one 2019 is when it happened. Kiara Bauer's debut game, oh. uh, where she kicked a very, very important goal. 
Um, it was Trent oh. Cooper's first game as I Frio's coach. I can't believe debuted in 2019, yeah. by the way. That's crazy. She's yeah. already done so much. Wow. Yeah. Um, Frio came back uh, from a 15-point deficit in the final quarter to win that game at Casey Fields. Uh, it's the largest deficit in a final quarter to come back from. Wow. Frio d- have done it twice now. Uh, the other time being Sunday against Carlton. Yeah, we love that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's both of our teams. Um, this game is going to, for a neutral, I think it's going to be incredible. Oh, I'm licking my lips. I can't wait. I'm going to be a mess. Uh, so definitely <laughs> tune into the review live straight after this game because I will be a disaster. But um, I just want to flag as well, just for like extra self promo. I'll put um, a link in the show notes. I actually last year spoke to Trent Cooper uh, about this game in particular, being his first game, Kiara Bauer's first game, such a an interesting game as well. We actually go through quarter by quarter, moment by moment. If you and he gives a lot of insight into how they adapted to those situations, what they did at three quarter time. So um, it's the I See It But I Don't Believe It podcast. Uh, I will link it in the show notes, but if you just want to look it up, just look up I See It But I Don't Believe It and you'll find the episode. It's a really good episode. Trent is a really interesting person to listen to. So I highly recommend going and having listened to that. I second that recommendation. I think it's a great little potty and Trent's so interesting. I don't think we see enough of him in the media. I love Trent Cooper. I just love... I just love like rattling his brain, like racking his brain, not rattling, racking his brain because he's just got so much thoughts in there and he's turned Freo really from a bottom of the ladder side to an absolute fortress. So, yeah, he's a totally interesting man. I'd love to hear his thoughts. So definitely tune into that in the show notes. But Melbourne, now we'll talk about them. They need to find that suffocating territory game again. It worked against Adelaide, obviously, but can they back it up against Freo at Freo, by the way? <laughs> yeah, they've got to play a whole team defence like they did on the weekend. So there's a chance, I think, that Meg Downey returns for this, which yeah, would be her that. first yeah. game of the season. But, you know, the the reason Melbourne could win on the weekend was because they played a whole team defence, they made the ground really small, and then when Adelaide did get the turnover, they didn't allow those exits. Frio, if they get the ball over the back, they are going to punish you. So Melbourne has to be really locked in there. The other thing that I think is really interesting that I hope eventuates in this game is a matchup between... Tyler Hanks and Kiara Bowers. Oh my God. Because Tyler Hanks is having an incredible season. Career best. Absolutely. Um, I've said it a number of times. She should win the rising star. Mm. Um, Her ability to win the ball, but also her defensive pressure, ability to get on the outside and then also hit the scoreboard. I mean, that goal through traffic was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. That I love the idea of her playing on Kiara Bowers. I think she won't stop Kiara Bowers from being able to do the things she does, but I think she will be able to have an impact on how effective that is. But also I think she'll learn so much from playing on her too. So in terms of Tyler Hank's long-term footy career, that is a really exciting way to learn too. Totally. So if I'm mixed in here, that's exactly what I want to be doing. So I would be very interested in just watching that matchup for a lot of the game as well. Yeah, and Tyler can also play like a, a kind of a defensive role as well. So she can really like she can she doesn't have to learn in this game. She can actually dominate this game. She can actually really defend Kiara Bowers. Obviously the size is gonna be a factor, but Tyler can play that role. So I'm really interested to see how this one goes. How are you seeing it? Look, I'm tipping Freo by five points. Ooh. Um Ooh. as I said last week if I'm very unsure in a tip, I go with the home side just for safety. 
Um, and that's a pretty safe home site tip because yeah. you're in their record. <laughs> yeah. But I genuinely, like, please tune into the review of this because I think it's going to be a really interesting chat. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to tip Freya as well. I think, yeah, they're just the team to beat right now. I think they're probably not Collingwood off that team to beat merch. Oh, merch. Perch. 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 <laughs> Perch. So, yeah, Freya for me and I'm going to go... 10, 15 points. <laughs> I'm gonna watch. It's gonna be ten now that I've changed my mind. But nah, I'm sticking with fifteen. Let's see what happens. Hey, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so now that the AFLW, now we've finished previewing the AFLW, let's just touch on the VFLW. We've got some results to give you, and also what's coming up next for round four, and maybe a bit of a ladder update as well, because that ladder's looking pretty interesting as well. So round three in the VFLW just went by, and it was the first match was on a Friday night. Now, you might have seen this one on Twitter, Notorious, because both teams came out wearing white jumpers and white shorts. Oh, no, that's not very good, is it? So, <laughs> they fixed that up at halftime. Collingwood came out and wore their black shorts. So, we got that, they got that fixed up and then they ended up fixing up the Bulldogs. 10 cents, 70 to 3 goals, 18. Collingwood are really steamrolling in the VFLW, must be said. We'll do that in letter in a sec. Essendon Hawthorne. Essendon did a number on them. 87-55, They're both kind of standalone VFLW teams and you mm-hmm. would have expected probably Hawthorne to get a leg up because of the calibre of players, but the Bombers really surprised us and I was quite impressed with their game. Um, Casey did a number on North Melbourne. 9-11-65 to 1-6-12. Yeah, Casey. Yeah, Casey. Sure, sure. <laughs> North are really looking like they're going to struggle this season, but they have got Carlton Lewigan, so it'll be interesting to see how they go there. Geelong and the Southern Saints. This was a close one. It was Geelong getting the win, 2-4-16. The Southern Saints were 1-2-8. So a very close game there. Um, Port Melbourne and Williamstown, a clash of the old rivals at ETU Stadium or the old North Port Oval. Port Melbourne got the win there. That was 6-9-45 to 3-1-19 in wet weather, must be said. Really, really wet weather. So <laughs> obviously a commentator, so yeah, I could say that first hair. But it was also wet weather at Icon Park. Carlton got their first win of the season against Darabin. 3-9-27 to 3-2-20. So a couple of co- close games there and, a, and an outlier there, I suppose, with Casey as well. So, yeah, a couple of things to look out for um, in that season. And at the top of the ladder is Port Melbourne, the new team. They've come in. They've absolutely dominated. They're sitting at top. Collingwood's second and Casey's third. So they're the top three teams. At the bottom, it's – you can guys can fill in the middle on the website, but at the bottom it's Carlton, William, Darabin that – Australia a bit. Darabin hasn't got a win this season. Amazing to think that considering how dominant they were in the old VWFL comp. So, yeah, that's what happens when you lose all your players. Yeah, I suppose that's, that, that's the effect of it, isn't it? So, if you're looking to get to some VFLW games this weekend, I'd highly encourage you to do so. Um, Western Bulldogs are taking on Williamstown v Witten Oval at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Geelong and Port Melbourne is going to be a really awesome game. Two kind of top teams. Um, that's at Deakin Uni Geelong, the Warren Ponds campus, so at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Um, Casey Demons, your gals, against the Southern Saints. That's 10.30am at Casey Field on Sunday. Um, also at 10.30am, if you feel like going to Icon Park instead of Casey Fields, Carlton are taking on North. Or if you want to, if, uh, for the third 10.30 game, I love how they do the scheduling, yes. <laughs> Instead of attending all three, you have to pick one. So the third game you could pick from is at the Hangar, Essendon versus Darabin. So see how that one goes. 
Then rounding out the ga- the rounding out the round is Collingwood versus Hawthorne, eleven o'clock a.m. on Sunday at Victoria Park. So they'll be kicking off things before the AFLW gets underway. So a couple of interesting games there to watch. Um, so that's VFLW. We've got a third kind of season to talk about before we let you go in this podcast, and it's AFL Men's. It's returning. Wow, we it's been a a long, a long time between drinks, but round one's upon us, and we thought we'd give you some tips because, yeah, we're, we're really loving our tips on the AFLW, and we're really, really hot battle, me and Jim, so we thought we'd start the AFL men's and see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're just going to tip until the AFLW season is over, yep. and then once that is done, we will have a, more chats coming at you, we promise. We're, the, this podcast doesn't end with the AFLW season, we will continue for the men's season. So uh, just keep your ear to the ground. But let's Stay tip. tuned. Let's tip, exactly. Thursday night, of course, the classic season opener, Richmond Carlton. Carlton, who are you tipping? <laughs> I mean, you got to go with Richmond, don't you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think the last time, I think I got told this by someone at the gym the other day, I should have looked this up myself, but I think the last time Carlton beat Richmond was like probably 2013, like going back then. So it's a long time ago. That's a drought, if, any, if I've ever seen it. And, yeah, I'm going to tip Richmond as well. I think it's going to be an ugly night for us baggers, but 25 points is my margin. Because so. usually what happens is they get out to a massive lead and then Carlton pulls it back miraculously. So, yeah, that's how I'm tipping it to go. But <laughs> I think the more interesting one is going to be Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Obviously, the Adam Trelaw factor is going to come into this one. A lot of push and shove, perhaps. I really mm. hope the Collingwood supporters don't boo him. I don't think they will, but... Let's just hope they don't. I mean... I know. You don't trust Collingwood supporters, do you? <laughs> I don't trust many supporters, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> so who are you tipping in that? Oh, this is a I really think a difficult lot of, one. Like, a lot of actually... I've seen like all the Channel 7 graphics come out. A lot of pe- a lot of the commentators have tipped Collingwood as a slider this season. So what do you reckon... The, how do you reckon round one's going to go? I think purely based on player availability, I'm going to go with the dogs. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the dog as well. Do you have to do margins or we're just doing tips? I don't know. I just picked the margin. I haven't even bothered with the margin. Okay. I haven't thought about it. It's okay. We'll give you margins as we go along, peeps. We're just going to start with teams because <laughs> the margins are racking our brains a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with the dogs as well. Melbourne Frio in the men's as well as the women's. That's So the men's are going to be on Saturday at 1.45. Who are you tipping there? I'm going to go with Melbourne for this one. Yeah. I think Melbourne look quite, quite encouraging coming in, I think. Cody. Yeah, I'm probably going to tip the D's as well. I reckon if it was a Freer home game, I might have tipped Freer. But yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tip the D's for this one. Um, Adelaide Geelong, 4.35pm on a Saturday. Geelong. Yeah, 100%. That's going to be a hopefully, oh, not hopefully, not, not hopefully for sure. It's going to be probably another struggle street season for Adelaide, you think? But we'll see. Strange things happen. Um, Essendon and Hawthorne, Saturday night. It's at Marvel Stadium to the, <laughs> to the anger of many Essendon supporters and the club themselves. Who are you tipping there? Uh, a draw. No uh, <laughs> Essendon probably, but I don't anticipate it being a fun game to watch. Yeah. I'm going to go with... You know, I'm going to Hawthorne. Yep. I watched them in their practice game against the Dogs and they won that, so... You didn't just watch them, you commentated it. Yeah, yeah, I commentated that one. That was a bit of fun, so yeah. You did a great job. Thank you. But yeah, they looked, they looked all right. I mean, they, they didn't seem as bad as they were last season, so you never know. <laughs> um, And I think... Tom Mitchell might even be available and they've got a couple of other players that might be available for that. So, yeah. Mm. Team selection will be fun. But your boys, you've got primetime viewing for this Saturday at 7.45, Brisbane and Sydney. Who's going to win? 
Uh, I'm going to go with Sydney for this, even though I know it's uh, probably a stupid tip. I'm just really excited about the three debutantes the Swans have. So Errol Goulden, Braden Campbell and Logan McDonald are all debuting for the Swans. Uh, Just keep an eye out for Errol Goulden, number 21, in the Swans forward line. He's going to have an impact both defensively and setting some stuff up, I think. Uh, He's a pretty crafty small forward. I'm very excited to watch him. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to tip Brisbane in that one. I think mm-hmm. they're probably just too good from last year. And now with the injection of Joe Danaher against the team he wanted to go to, yeah. <laughs> might be a factor as well. So that's that's my tip. And yeah, a couple of debutants in this round as well, it must be said. You know, I know for so the Blues, exciting. For the Blues is Adam Saad, Lockie Fogarty. For the Giants, Matthew Flynn. I'm sure everyone cried at that video when he called his mum and dad. I certainly did. So Tanner Brun as well. Yeah, Tanner Brun. Yeah, there's so many. I could reel them off um, one by one. But yeah, there's just too many. <laughs> We've got to keep tipping. North Melbourne Port, Sunday at 110. Port Adelaide by a lot. Ooh, yeah. Lot. Yeah, Port Adelaide are pretty good in round one. I remember they were on top of the ladder for a long time last season because of that break in between play. So yeah, I'm going to go with the power as well. I'm excited to watch Port this year. Yeah, I love, I've always loved watching Port. I just love their songs. That's probably why I like watching Port. <laughs> 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 Another song I love is the Giants song. Do you reckon we're going to hear their song play against the Saints on Sunday? Uh, yes, I do. I do think the Giants will win. What about you? Yeah. Uh. Actually, no. I'm gonna tip the Saints. Okay. I just can't. I just. I just thought I was in AFRW mode for a second. I was gonna tip the Giants. <laughs> well, we didn't do we, that last week. We already did that. That went love with last week. I gotta remember. Gotta switch. Switch back on. <laughs> last game before I really fall asleep and go mad. West Coast and Gold Coast. Who's gonna win out of that one? Eagles. Yeah. I think that's gonna be a comfortable win for them. But Matt Real can't wait to see him back in action. Very excited. Very very excited. I wonder how much zinc he's gonna wear. I wonder how. Sh- how much he's going to tuck his shirt in. I can't wait for the career <laughs> savers. I can't wait for it all. It's going to be fabulous. So big fan of Matty Rao or Matty Wow, as I like to call him. So we'll see. But that's it for a big podcast. We've done pretty much about every, about everything we could. Um, I'm sure when the VFL comes in, we'll do that as well. So yep. we've got about everything on our plate. So thank you, Jem. Thanks for chatting to me and thanks for listening through to my, not rant, my No, I enjoyed it my thoroughly. Copyright, my I- copyright inquiry. <laughs> copyright <laughs> inquiry <laughs> no uh thanks for the chat i've enjoyed it i'm i'm excited for more footy again yay footy we hope you guys enjoy oh i'm probably stealing from out of sanctum aren't i oh i can't say yay footy or can i yeah they'll let me <laughs> <laughs> uh where can people if they agree with you find you to agree with you um i'm at julian montesano for on twitter and even if you don't agree with me just you can but just don't like swear at me that's fine just don't agree with me and let me know <laughs> jam where can they find you uh find me on twitter at gl bastiani um or play on radio melb yeah a couple of stats coming your way for sure this weekend for both men's and women's i'm assuming as well so Bit of fun. brain is just going to be full of numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see all your Excel spreadsheets on Monday. (laughs) Oh, I can show you something now. Don't worry. Well, we'll do that off air, people. (laughs) Good audio. (laughs) We've had you to join listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next week. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.